happy Monday, you guys. This is Cordelia on the We Heal Together podcast. This episode, I am talking all about conspiracy theories. I am not a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) So this episode, I'm getting into what a conspiracy theory is, breaking down some studies and the research on what has been found in terms of why people believe in conspiracy theories, the impact that conspiracy theories have on society, and what you can do if you are not a believer in conspiracy theories, but you're surrounded by folks who do believe in them. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have time, I would really appreciate you leaving a review for the podcast. That always helps get the word out there and... I really appreciate it. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the citations, information, links to all my stuff, accounts, and all that jazz. Without further ado, let's get healing. Hello again, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. This episode is all about conspiracy theories. I was inspired to do this episode because I came across and I was sent several messages from some different folks about certain content creators being affiliated with QAnon and over the past few years I I just think conspiracy theories have been more and more out there. I'm gonna go ahead and say on the front end I am not a conspiracy theorist and I definitely find a lot of these accounts that perpetuate and put forth conspiracy theories to be so troubling and so problematic. As I'll discuss in this episode, I'm fully aware that there's really, I I don't anticipate if someone is listening to this and they are a conspiracy theorist, I don't anticipate changing your mind. Um, in, In fact, I fully anticipate you not continuing to listen to the podcast and uh, likely forming a conspiracy about me. So (laughs) there's that. I just want to say on the front end, though, that is where this inspiration came from. I'm deeply, deeply disturbed by how social media is perpetuating conspiracy theories in a faster rate than I think the world was able to do before. I don't think conspiracy theories are new, but I do think that social media has given conspiracy theories new legs. Like it's able to move around the world a little bit faster. So let's get right into breaking this all down. A conspiracy theory, what is it? 
It's a theory that rejects the standard explanation for an event. And instead, it credits a covert group or organization with carrying out a secret plot. Another definition is the idea that many important political events or economic and social trends are the products of deceptive plots that are largely unknown to the general public. There's been an increase in attention on conspiracy theories, but it's really important to note that this really does not equate to more people believing in conspiracy theories. There simply is not research on that. There's no research on how many people believe in conspiracy theories comparatively over time. But what we do know is that people have believed in conspiracy theories for a long time. So it's not anything that's new. Here's what we know about conspiracy theories. A 2014 study found that half of all Americans believe at least one conspiracy theory. A 2013 study found over one third of Americans believe that global warming is a hoax. And that same study found that over half of Americans believe that Lee Harvey Oswald did not act alone in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. In more recent times, when we look at COVID, a May 2020 online survey of 2,500 adults in England found 25% of respondents believed unproven COVID-19 conspiracy theories. And then in the recent U.S. election, a January 2021 poll of 1,239 U.S. voters found that 77% of Republican respondents believed there was widespread election fraud, despite court rulings indicating the opposite. And again, you don't have to believe anything that I'm saying on this podcast. Always refer to the show notes. All of those studies, everything that I just mentioned, linked directly in the show notes for you to research and go look at on your own. So we know what a conspiracy theory is. We know that it's been around for a while. It's nothing new. Next thing I want to cover is why do we believe them? Or why do people choose to believe them? First thing is people have a need for certainty. Conspiracy theories offer explanation and they provide this connection during uncertain times. And one of the sources that I linked in a study that was conducted, they found believing that a certain country, such as China or the U.S., created a virus intentionally in a laboratory to use as some kind of bioweapon, despite there being no evidence for that claim, gives people a clear and simple explanation of the origin of COVID-19 and an unambiguous actor to blame the pandemic on. Along the same lines, it's that need for knowledge that, as I mentioned, logic, explanation, the need to know what's going on. In some ways, the studies have found that a person's education level can actually influence that. Studies have found lower levels of education and lower levels of analytical thinking are correlated with 
a person's tendency to believe conspiracy theories. Now, I don't think that that is an insult on intelligence. I believe what I'm pulling from that, at least, is if somebody has a lower level of education, they likely have not even achieved that entered an educational space where you are given access to understanding and you've been empowered to learn how to differentiate sources and you've seen it from an academic lens about what's a good source, what's a bad source, and in terms of learning how to cite your sources and things like that. Intertwined with all this is the confirmation bias. Confirmation bias that plays a role in development of conspiracy theories and believing conspiracy theories. Confirmation bias basically says that we seek out information to confirm our existing beliefs. So when I go to the internet, I'm seeking out information, I'm seeking out sources for what I already believe, as opposed to I'm not the confirmation bias is saying I'm not going to the internet and looking to challenge my beliefs. I'm really looking to confirm what I already know. Another reason that people may believe conspiracy theories is the need for control. When somebody feels threatened and they feel a source of danger, they feel something that they don't understand, they can be really anxious. You can generate a lot of anxiety around that. Studies have found that people are more likely to believe conspiracy theories when they feel powerless and they feel anxious. Another study found that people who feel psychologically and sociopolitically disempowered are more likely to believe in conspiracy theories. The whole idea behind what I'm saying as we talk about the need to control is people are just looking for a way to feel safe and to feel secure. They want to feel like they have some kind of autonomy in what is going on in the world when they're faced with this unknown. Another reason that people believe in conspiracy theories is they want to feel good about themselves. They want to feel unique and like they know this special info that other people don't know. So a 2017 study indicated people believe in conspiracy theories need to feel unique by knowing, quote, scarce information. And this can be something that is learned from others. You know, we can see that people holding these beliefs surrounding a conspiracy theory makes them feel important and it reinforces like, hey, I should believe stuff like that in the future. So they see a benefit in it. It doesn't have to be just like that benefit I described. It could be more, you know, apparent to the, to just observing in daily life. So for example, someone might prefer a certain political candidate and think, hey, that person is going to help me financially. And that might be a reason that they buy into a conspiracy theory because that benefits them, right? 
other people, maybe they don't want to believe in climate change because they're investors in that industry. So they're, it's kind of a way of like protecting yourself. There's some kind of benefit there. Next reason is collective narcissism. Collective narcissism is a group's inflated belief in its own significance. The research suggests that collective narcissists are apt to look for imaginary enemies and adopt conspiracy explanations that blame those enemies. So you are believing that your own social group is better and also like less appreciated by other people. Certain personality factors also make people more prone to believe in conspiracy theories. In one study in particular, the researchers found that schizotypy, dangerous world beliefs, were all strongly related to the endorsement of general conspiracies. And in general, schizotypy is what they said, a constellation of schizophrenia-like personality traits that include suspiciousness, magical thinking, and just in general, the research has found that some people are more likely to believe in conspiracy theories, and those people tend to be more suspicious, untrusting, eccentric, needing to feel special, tending to regard the world as a really dangerous place, more likely to detect meaningful patterns where they don't exist. And then people who are reluctant to believe in conspiracy theories tend to have the opposite qualities of that. Another study has also found that there is an association between believing in conspiracy theories and having lower levels of agreeableness consciousness, inquisitiveness, intellectual humility, while having higher levels of self-centered impulsivity, entitlement, negative effect, detachment, depression, anxiety. So I'm not saying if you have any of these qualities that you automatically believe in conspiracy theories, just giving you the data that shows that you're more likely to believe in conspiracy theories if you have any of these personality traits. People who have experienced social rejection, that is another thing that can drive people to start believing in conspiracy theories. In terms of social connection in general, that's a really big thing that can drive people to believing in conspiracy theories. They can find social connection with like-minded people. You know, you want to be in the group. You don't want to be out of the group. If you're around multiple people in your social circle, all these people that you know and you trust, and they're all believing the same story, you might originally think it's kind of silly, but it kind of makes sense. If you're around everybody It gives some weight to what is being talked about. And that's how some people can find themselves, you know, falling into this group mentality, group think and thinking what everybody else is thinking, because it feels safe. It feels like we're not alone. And 
hey, I'm, I'm not weird. I believe what you guys think. So there's an aspect of fitting in. For some people, it's as simple as a matter of pride. I mean, there's some people that just will hold on to something that's not true because they do not want to believe that they're wrong. Another thing is different people have different moral compasses. I found this aspect when I was researching to be really interesting. I'm going to read what it says here. So some people feel participating in COVID-19 mitigation efforts, such as wearing a mask, limiting contact to people in your household, is a moral obligation, while others feel taking those measures are protecting future generations. Now, there's yet another group of people that don't feel that's a moral imperative, and they don't feel like they have this responsibility to any kind of collective group or collective concern. Finally, another aspect that can is correlated through the research with a tendency to believe in conspiracy theories is populist attitudes. So uh, this study looked at and it, it found that populist attitudes are correlated with conspiracy beliefs about COVID-19 in the U.S. And what I mean when I say populism or populist attitudes is the idea that there's the people versus the elites. There's one group versus the elites. And that plays a really big role in political partisanship. So conservative media has been consuming conservative media that has been shown and is linked to COVID-19 conspiracy conspiracy beliefs, particularly among those high in populism. This isn't just limited to Republicans. The study found that populist Democrats tend to consume conservative political news from news. And it had the same impact on them. So it's not just Republicans I'm talking about, but also populist Democrats. Okay, so what impact does this have on people that are believing conspiracy theories. This is where it gets really interesting. It's a really destructive cycle. So people are experiencing negative feelings and those contribute to their belief in the conspiracies. And that's going to result in more negative feelings. And in general, it the conspiracy theories have actually been shown to be associated with greater levels of anxiety. It's also associated with holding negative schemas about yourself. In other words, people who endorse conspiracy statements were also more likely to agree in the study with phrases like, I am unloved. Other people are hostile. So in a nutshell, it's not good for you on an individual level to believe in these conspiracy theories. It's also not good on on a society level. Believing in conspiracy theories, it's eroding, you know, trust in society as a whole. And it also can make you stop seeing yourself as a valuable contribution to society 
So, for example, some people might be like, well, why would I even vote? Because that whole election was rigged. And if enough people are thinking that way, you can see what an impact that can have. There, it also impacts people in a physical way. For example, the resurgence in the measles outbreak in the U.S., that has been largely attributed to a refusal for many individuals out there to vaccinate. And that refusal stems from a conspiracy conspiracy theory that vaccines cause autism as well as other health impairments or health issues. So that's a direct, you know, that's something that had been essentially eradicated for the most part if you were partaking in vaccinations and vaccines. And a conspiracy theory has now led to a resurgence of that in society. An excellent example of how conspiracy theories can get out of hand is what happened at the Capitol in the U.S. in January of 2021. Literally, conspiracy theory and people ended up dead. I mean, this, I don't think conspiracy theory should be taken lightly. I think it's so serious. I mean, it's so, so serious. And it's so important to discuss and talk about because it not only can impact you on an individual level, but it can also impact society as a whole. So for those of us who don't believe in conspiracy theories, what do we do? Like, how do we navigate the world with people that do believe in conspiracy theories? Here's some tips. So first, what is recommended is not to mock conspiracy theories. As tempting as it can be, like, think of it as when you're a teenager and your parents tell you not to date somebody. It usually has the opposite effect. Like, that's how you have to treat this situation. It's it's just going to make them believe in even more. In general, you should pretty much go into it thinking, like experts unanimously suggest going into the conversation knowing, hey, you're not going to change this person's mind. Once somebody is believing in conspiracy theories, they're not like looking at facts. There's not really anything that you can tell them to refute what they're thinking. Because it's really not founded in, in facts. There's nothing you can show this person. And really, it's in a lot of ways, there's a lot of paranoia and suspicion of information. Particularly if you show them any kind of mainstream source. And so that's not going... They're not going to be like, oh, new information, this is super helpful. They're just going to be like, yeah, exactly. This is exactly what I'm talking about. So going into knowing that on the front end, like this conversation is probably kind of a waste of time. I really liked what this one social and political psychologist said, um, Joseph Vitriol, I think is how you say his last name. He was quoted in terms of talking about how to convince people the election wasn't rigged. And he said the most likely path to change will be for Republican leaders and other elites trusted by Donald Trump supporters to come out and make it clear that they stand in line with him. 
So one thing that can combat conspiracy theories is when members that the conspiracy theorists trust or look up to you or idolize in some way come forward and, you know, say, hey, that's this is ridiculous and it's not true. That's one of the ways that can be helpful. In terms of, you know, what has research shown, what researchers have discovered that people who believe that the future hinges on their own actions have a great deal of personal agency and control. And it's a sense of autonomy that makes people less likely to believe in these secret plans, these secret things that are going on. So what research has shown and what the suggestion is, is promoting messages that help people feel more in control. And that can hopefully minimize these conspiratorial kind of thoughts. So you know, promoting messages focused on realistic things people can do to take control of their lives, to can take control of their health, you know, giving some actions that can foster some trust. But in general, frankly, a lot of times the very best thing that you can do is just remind yourself there's really not a lot you can do in talking to somebody who believes in a conspiracy. And so maybe the best thing that you can do in that situation is figure out what you can control. See if, if it's on social media, probably best bet is blocking them. If it's in real life, you know, depending on who they are in your life, I'll leave that up to you smart folks to figure out. But I found this all really fascinating. I hope it's really helpful for you. If you enjoyed the podcast, again, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review. If you like this content, if you like my work, I run the Instagram called Codependent Recovery. I put the link in the show notes for that as well. There's also a Facebook page for the podcast um, called We Heal Together, and that's on there as well. I, My name is Cordelia. A new podcast comes out every single Monday. I also wrote a workbook. The link is in the show notes for that. All my citations for today's show is in the um, podcast, the show notes. And so I definitely encourage you to check out those sources and look into it on your own because it's really, really important information. A new episode does drop every single Monday. And I hope you guys are doing amazing. I hope 2021 is treating you all well. I hope everyone is healthy and as happy as you can be. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to me. Thanks for being here.